greater than in Yerushalayim everyone knew her to be Bubby Quinn. She merited to establish an amazing family, with hundreds of her descendants scattered throughout the world. The story about the establishment of her family and her immigration to America over 100 years ago, is wedged in the story of a bracha, blessing, an amazing bracha, that this woman received from the Rebbe Rashab, ZTL, the fifth Rebbe of Lubavitch, Rabbi Shalom Dov Bershniers in 1860-1920. He blessed her also with a rich at Yamim, long life, and good years. From generation to generation the story has been told over, the story of the bracha which she received from the Rebbe Rashab ZTL. Bubby Quinn was a special woman, strong, modest, and generous. All her life. She was involved in charity and kindness. She established a large family in America and later on in other places in the world. Despite the fact that America in those days was a difficult place to raise children in the path of Torah and mitzvot, she merited to do exactly that. She was able to bring up her children in a framework of Torah and awe of heaven. Devorah Miriam Quinn was born in the year 5628, 1868, in the city of Divinsk, Latvia. In this city two great rabbis lived, the Rajachover Gaon, 1858-1936 and also Reb Meir Sima Hakohen of Divinsk, 1843-1926. Her family came from an old Chabad family. At a young age, Devorah Miriam was orphaned from her father and left only with a mother who had a number of little kids to care for. Her uncle, her mother's brother invited them to come live with his family and he would take care of all their needs. Young Devorah Miriam was the oldest of the children. When she became of age, she dreamt about getting married to a Talmud Chakam, a Torah scholar. But Divine Providence had a different plan in mind. Her uncle, who had observed her noble character while the family was living with them, was approached by a business partner of his, who wished to take Devorah Miriam as a bride for his fine, God-fearing son. It sounded like a perfect match. The groom's family was ready to give the young couple a generous dowry and pay for all wedding expenses. Her uncle and the family benefactor approached her mother with an offer of a match for her daughter. Devorah Miriam's mother was in a quandary. On the one hand her daughter had dreamed of marrying a Torah scholar, on the other hand, it was difficult to refuse the offer of the person who sustained them for years. At the end, the mother agreed realizing that it would not be so easy to find a good shidu for her daughter since she did not have any money herself. Reluctantly, Devorah Miriam agreed to be married to Zalman Pincus Quinn. The beginning was not very easy. In the family they say, that the shidu was very emotional. On the night before the wedding, Devorah Miriam cried. And cried about the fact that she had not merited to get a groom who was a Torah scholar. After the wedding, the young couple decided to live in the city of Divinsk, where the great scholar and Rav, the Rajachover Gaon lived. As it turned out, their house was next door to the home of the Rajachover Gaon. Many times, when they had a halachic query, question in Jewish law, they would go over to the house of the Rajachover Gaon and ask him their question, which he graciously would answer. A warm relationship developed between the Rajachover Gaon and the couple. Ten years after the wedding, the couple was still not blessed with any children. Unfortunately, Devorah Miriam went through five miscarriages, and the doctors did not know how to solve her problem. Her friends told her that maybe it's time to get a divorce and seek a new husband and try to establish a new home. She decided to approach the Rajachover gown and seek his advice. After giving it some thought, the Rajachover gown said to her that such a question is not for a Rav to answer. 
True that according to Halacha, it would be acceptable to do so, however, he continued, this is a question for a Rebbe. He suggested that she travel to the city of Lubavitch and ask the advice of the Rebbe Rashab, ZTL, 1860-1920. With a heavy heart and great concern, Devorah Miriam decided to go to the Rebbe. She entered the room of the Rebbe Rashab and saw that the Rebbe was sitting and looking deeply into a sefer, a holy Jewish book. Before she even opened her mouth to tell him what was on her heart, the Rebbe said to her, What people say that you should seek a divorce and start a new life is not right. Meshane Makom Meshane Mazel, change your place and your luck. Will change for the good. Travel to America and there you will have children. As she was leaving the room, he added one more blessing, Tiski Larikit. You mean, you should merit to have a long life. And thus, ended the Yechidit. Private audience, with the Rebbe Rashab. The words of the Rebbe fell on the couple like a thunderbolt. America in those days was considered a real galit, exile. Compared to Europe in the flourishing Yiddishkeit, Judaism, which was going on there, in America there, was little in the way of Jewish education for children. But they understood that. They were following the advice of the Rebbe who gave them a bracha and therefore, they should carry it out despite the difficulties involved in this move. The year was now 5664, 1904. The news spread throughout the city of Divinsk that the couple was emigrating to America, to far-off America. The Rajachover himself gave a bracha to the young couple when they came to say goodbye and all waited to see how things would turn out. In those days, traveling to America was not a simple thing. For the Quinn couple the big dilemma was how would they raise a family in the tradition of Judaism? In addition, they wondered how they would manage financially. But they did not hesitate as they were following the advice of the Holy Zadik. In 1905, the young couple arrived in America where they moved to the neighborhood of Williamsburg, in Brooklyn, New York. The bracha of the Rebbe Rashab was realized. Within a short time, in the next few years, the couple had three daughters and two sons. The connection between family. Quinn and Lubavitch continued in America as well. They davened, prayed, in the Lubavitch synagogue called Samach Sedek in Williamsburg. In the family itself, despite the fact that many did not remain Chabad, many kept some of the customs of Chabad. Many davened in the Chabad Siddur, Teka, Hashem, and kept the Minhag, custom, of Chabad in how they tied the knot of the Tefillin, and other various customs. With Meserat Nefesh, self-sacrifice, Mrs. Quinn watched over her children, making sure they kept Yiddishkeit, Judaism, Al-Taharat HaKodesh, in purity and holiness in the Kalta Medina, cold country, as America was then called. She also opened up a yeshiva, or a little Talmud Torah for her children. As a continuation of this yeshiva, in 1926, Rabbi Shraga Feivel Mendelowitz, 1886-1948, founded the first class of Yeshiva Torah Vadat Masifta. In this class studied Nesanel Quinn, the son of Zalman Pinhas and Devorah Miriam. Later, Rabbi Nesanel Quinn also learned under Rabbi Dovid Leibowitz, the Rush Yeshiva of Torah Vadat. When Rabbi Leibowitz, 1889-1941, started his own Yeshiva, Rabbi Nesanel Quinn was given charge of the entire institution of Torah Vadat along with Rabbi Jadalia Shor, 1910-1979. The family share about the struggles which Devorah Miriam had in order to keep Judaism alive for her family. She merited that all her children kept the Torah and mitzvot. In 5687, 1937,
her husband passed away from a severe lung infection. Devorah Miriam continued to bring up her children with self-sacrifice. After her husband's passing, she moved from Williamsburg to Spring Valley, New York. She was known for her righteousness and amazing work for others. Every day she would open up the synagogue and recite Tehillim. Psalms, all hours of the day and she would be involved with Zadaka. Charity, in a way which was amazing. Towards her old age when she was. Getting close to 80, she decided it was time to make Aliyah, go up, to Eretz. Israel. She did not want to be a burden on her children. Independently, she got all her documents together, packed her bags and one bright morning she was off to the Holy Land. She moved to a place called Badia Warsaw in Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. Here, too, in the holy city of Jerusalem, among the many righteous women. She stood out in her many acts of kindness. She would give out Zadaka and many Jewish people would contribute to her Zadaka. One of her grandchildren, Reb Zalman Deutsch shared that in Jerusalem she opened up a shul, synagogue, in which she would daven, pray, every single day. On Shabbos, she would daven in the neighborhood of Badiai Warsaw where she lived, in the minion of the Shesij, always taking care to daven in the sitter of the Arizal. In the 1960s, Mrs. Quinn broke her pelvis and from then on she could not daven in that shul so she davened in the shul of the Purushim which was closer to her house. It is told that the first refrigerator which her son, Rabbi Nesanel Quinn, 1910-2005, bought her when he came to visit her in Jerusalem in the 50s, in those days a refrigerator was considered a luxury commodity in Israel, disappeared. When he returned the following year, he was amazed to see that the refrigerator was not there. He asked his mother, where is it? She explained to her son that she had given it away for Haknosat Kala, to help a poor bride and groom. Her son decided he would buy her another refrigerator on the condition that it stays in the house. The second bracha which was given to Devorah Miriam by the Rebbe Rashab was also fulfilled. Bubby Quinn passed away in Jerusalem at the age of 112. On Motsoe Yom Rishon, the night following the first days, of Sukkot, until her Last day, she was as clear as anything and careful to daven three tefillin. Prayers, in the synagogue. She recognized all her children and grandchildren. And great-grandchildren who came to visit her. Her children too have the blessing of long life. Torah comes back to its source. Safta Quinn merited that one of her descendants, Rabbi Doniel, Danny, Cohen became close to Shesijut. Chabad and now serves as a shliak, emissary, of the Rebbe in Chevron. Rabbi Cohen is her great-grandson, son of Rabbi Chaim Zev Quinn. This closes the circle, says Rabbi Danny Cohen. I am proud to be a shliak of the Lubavitcher Rebbe in Chevron, the very place where the Rebbe Rashab, who had given the bracha to save to Quinn, had invested so much kocho, courage and strength, to establish the Jewish community in Chevron. In those early days, as heard on a recording and verified with Rabbi Danny Cohen, shliak too. Chevron, Israel, and Quinn family members. Danny was a soldier in the IDF. During one Hanukkah, his unit was stationed far away from any Jewish community. As the soldiers pondered their unfortunate situation, remembering the joy and light of Hanukkah with family and friends back home, they became more and more despondent. Suddenly, in the dark of night, the sound of a jeep was heard. The soldiers did not have long to wait. The jeep came roaring into their base and out jumped a group of 
Shabadniks laden with all sorts of Hanukkah treats. The joy of the soldiers was indescribable. After lighting the menorah, they sat down to enjoy sufgiyot, donuts, and accessories. Soon the Shabadnik young men jumped up and began to sing and dance. All the soldiers joined them and together they celebrated the most unforgettable Hanukkah of their lives. As the Chabad Sivit Hashem, the army of Hashem, were leaving, Danny made himself a promise. When I get out of this army, he said to himself, I will join that army. Thank God, today he and his wife Batsheva, are the Chabad Shluchim, emissaries, in Hebron, Israel. Rabbi Danny and Batsheva make sure that every soldier, boy and girl, stationed in Hebron are family, showered with the true love of a fellow Jew. Samach Tzedek Shul in Williamsburg was located at 125 Moore Street in Bushwick, Old Williamsburg. On the 28th th of Heshvan, 1929, the Friar Diker Rebbe, Rabbi Y.Y. Schneerson, who had come to America for the first time, later to return in 1940 permanently, came to this shul where he said a Mommer, Hasidic discourse, to strengthen Jewish resolve and observance. In America, the Mommer is titled, Ani Chama, Shir Hasharim, printed in Sefer Hamamorim Kreisim Collect 1. Thousands of Jews from all around came to see and hear the Rebbe. Among them was Rabbi Mendelowitz and the students of Torovada. At that time Rabbi Menahem Mendel Lokshin was the Lubavitch Rav of the synagogue. That evening and during the next few nights, many were able to have Yechidit, private audience, with the Friar Decker Rebbe, by Rabbi Chaim Dalfin, 